What's up, guys? AJ here. I am going to break down the trilogy between Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Before doing so, I would just like to let you all know that you could tail my bets uh, at AJ's Action Pack Sports Bets. Uh, com on the subscription tab, the premium um, betting service tab. Uh, it's basically all one on one page. Um, and then also an MMA odds breaker as well on the premium picks section. I'm there amongst uh, a few other very talented handicappers. Uh, my profile specifically is on the top left. Um, so if you'd like to tail my bets, you could do so there. If you're not sold on the success, well, um, I would just like to point out to you that all my bets are third-party tracked and verified. So you can see all my past results. Uh, dating back to last year when I started uh, this betting journey. Um, 2019 it was a very good year for me. Uh, ended the year with a 19% ROI and almost 100 units profit, nearly 100 units profit, just under 99, um, just below 100. Or so, And then for this year, 2020, I am on track to have another profitable year. So uh, there was no hiding the results. I uh, like to do uh, the best I can in terms of doing this. Uh, I love doing this. This is my full-time job and uh, I love being transparent with people. Uh, I love this so much and uh, I would like to help you any way I can. So with that being said, uh, let's get into this matchup. I actually just watched these two gentlemen fight um, here a few minutes ago, the first and second bout. And uh, there was a couple of things that stuck out to me in terms of consistencies, uh, advantages that we have on one particular side. And that is the side of Daniel Cormier and that he's got the better striking defense in my personal opinion. He's got the better head movement. He does a much better job of slipping the punches, uh, whereas Stipe is a bit more stationary in terms of keeping his head on the center line. Um, and also the other thing I found interesting was uh, Cormier, despite having the seven and a half inch reach disadvantage, uh, had much more success utilizing straight punches. You know, Stipe does, he is the, the bigger guy. You know, he's the gentleman who has fought much more at uh, heavyweight in terms of UFC career. Uh, but uh, we've seen in both fights that Cormier has been able to close distance consistently uh, land some heavy shots, uh, mix in some clinch exchanges, which I'll get to in a few minutes, um, and have success ultimately. You know, Cormier's been, for the most part, winning the striking exchanges for both of these fights. You know, in the first fight, uh, it was relatively competitive up until the big shot there, um, but it's still, that I got to edge him there in that fight, uh, considering the, the fight ending sequence, um, and also the fact that he was able to mix in that clinch, uh, the clinch exchanges um, and, and close distance on the longer Stipe. And also we saw in the second matchup, Cormier was, was winning the fight, uh, definitely had a lot of success with the straight punches and then uh, uncharacteristically got tired. Um, why did he get tired? Well, he actually put a lot of zip uh, behind his punches, uh, typically more so than he did. And why he did that uh, was because we, just like we saw in the first matchup, you know, he knocked Stipe out. He's very confident in his power. He even said after the fact during his interview, I, you know, he said he's been hurting his sparring partners, you know, with the, the power that he showed uh, when moving up to heavyweight. Um, and it was kind of like a, a shocking thing at the time, you know, because Stipe was coming off the fight against Francis Ngannou that went 25 minutes. You know, Francis Ngannou is a guy that's hits uh, probably the hardest in all of uh, combat sports history. And Stipe lasted 25 minutes with him. And so it seemed reasonable. Like if, if Stipe made it the full way with Francis, then uh, a guy who's shown to not be as threatening of a finisher inside the UFC's octagon and Daniel Cormier, he should be fine in terms of taking shots. But we saw Cormier there uh, hurt him with a big punch. And I think that carried over in terms of Cormier's confidence. Uh, and rightfully so. Cormier um, really wanted to hurt Stipe. You could tell that he was tagging Stipe a lot, having success. Uh, but sometimes uh, in terms of those exchanges, particularly in the pocket, uh, he was doing uh, so in terms of throwing the, the punches with not the best technique, not the, the sharpest technique that, that Cormier has shown, certainly not the cleanest. Um, and as a result, we saw him slow down there. And we saw Stipe uh, certainly pick up in round four. And that's ultimately what um, 
won him the fight or what round he won the fight in rather. And so um, those are two, I think, very interesting points there. Uh, we could see Cormier come in with a better game plan in terms of optimizing his cardio. I think it's also fair to say that we perhaps see Stipe do a better job of moving his head, though. He's just shown that tendency for the majority of his career, uh, unfortunately. You know, there's been fights where he just – you know, Kusipe is a good boxer. He's got a Golden Gloves background. But uh, in terms of moving his head, I do favor uh, Cormier in that regard. I, I'm more hopeful that we see better cor cardio out of Cormier here, though, uh, is because, you know, he's shown in the past uh, he could go a hard five rounds multiple times. This was kind of just, like I said, uncharacteristic of him to slow down. Um, and, again, I, I think that we could see Cormier um, respect the power of Stipe, uh, manages cardio better and focus more so on winning rounds rather than just hunting for the knockout, which is basically what he was trying to do in that second fight. Another point I would like to bring up, and one that I think is very important, is the clinch exchanges. I actually think the clinch exchanges, despite being the smaller fighter, will favor Cormier. And it's because um, all else equal, I do think that in general, he's got the better cardio. So uh, if we're mixing in some clinch exchanges between these two gentlemen, I think that that will tax the cardio of uh, Stipe, and as the fight progresses on a round-to-round -round basis, I think we could see him him slow down uh, rather than Cormier. Uh, a big talking point in the Francis Ngannou fight versus Stipe was how tired Francis got, which is true. Francis was extremely tired in that fight, but Stipe was also very tired too. Um, it just again wasn't as big of a talking point because everybody was you know, looking at Francis because it was you know he had a lot of hype on him and he was the favorite going into that fight, and it was just like he was just on a big roll and et cetera, et cetera. There was just basically Francis was just the more glaring guy that gassed there, especially because Stipe won the fight. Um, and so uh, I just, you know, while Stipe has shown that he could go five rounds, I tend to think that Cormier has got the better five round cardio of the two. Um, now, that being said, I think we, it is fair to say that Stipe could certainly work that body earlier in the fight. Um, you know, he hasn't been exactly clear cut uh, in terms of when people have interviewed him, in terms of when he's going to work that body, if he's going to do it, et cetera. He just kind of seems like he's just going to be riding the wave, so to speak, seeing how the fight uh, plays out, which is another concern I have with Stipe because it seems as though Cormier is kind of dictating the fights. Like he's he's the one initiating the clinch exchanges. He's the one that's basically saying, hey, let's, let's throw in the pocket, and Stipe is kind of just obliging with him. It wasn't until around four in their second fight where Stipe kind of came in and took the initiative on what he wanted to do. Uh, he was moving very well on the outside. He took the initiative to make the adjustment in, in working the body of Cormier. I think that's nice in terms of momentum. You know, we have that's the most recent round between these two, and uh, they're they're going in there and fighting again and haven't had a bout in the meantime. But that said, I still don't like how on the side of Stipe, he's basically letting Cormier dictate how the fight is going to go uh, up until Cormier got tired. Um, and another point I'd like to bring up is the wrestling. Certainly, Stipe is a good wrestler. He's got a wrestling background. Like I said, he's the bigger the bigger man in here. But we saw in that second fight, uh, Cormier is the better wrestler. In that in that uh, second fight, the first round specifically, we saw Cormier get in on a single leg of Stipe without much resistance and pick up Stipe and, and throw him down and control him for about two and a half minutes. Um, <clears throat> that is a bit, you know, I guess concerning on the Stipe side and hopeful on the Cormier side, you know, it, concerning on his side too, which I'll get into in here in a minute. In a minute. But, um, you know, largely, you know, Cormier just took Stipe down and controlled him there. You know, Stipe made an initiative to get up to – to his feet eventually, but it, you know, Cormier was able to control him for a bit, uh, pass the guard a, a bit, uh, land some ground and pound, was hammering away on some hammer fists. And it wasn't until the very end of the round, the closing seconds, where Stipe was able to get up and um, make his way back to feet and try and take Cormier down. So certainly if Cormier mixes in some wrestling here um, and, and gets in top control, that certainly will mean that he won't have to worry about any of the, the boxing exchanges or body work that Stipe will have with him on the feet because Stipe is just going to be on his back, right? I mean, he's not going to have to worry about body shots when Stipe is on his back. Um, 
And so I think that will be a better game plan for Cormier. I have seen on his Instagram that he's been training with uh, Corey Anderson, obviously a, a fighter that's no longer with the UFC, but as you guys know, very good wrestler. Um, I think that's a good look. I think Cormier is, is very smart and aware, and I think we could see him come in here and, and work to get that wrestling because, like we've seen, he can not only take Stipe down, but he could troll him for a good bit. It's just his lack of willingness to do so in the second fight. He wanted to, uh, you know, stand and bang with him, so to speak. You know, not in like a total brawling style, like I said, though, you know, some of those exchanges were, uh, you know, they were kind of trading in the pocket. But for the most part, I think we just see Cormier just come in here sharper, cleaner, um, fight more, um, you know, not conservative, but just more optimal in terms of round winning and prioritizing round winning instead of just uh, purely hunting for the finish. Now, obviously, Cormier uh, said that this is going to be his last fight. Um, look, I get it. I mean, there's there's always, I guess, caution with that, you know, because we've seen so many fighters that say prior to the fact, like, this is my retirement fight, and we've seen them uh, so many times, you know, go out there and, and lose, unfortunately. I, I know what's happened with fighters in the past, uh, so many instances, but we've also seen some fighters where it works the other way, like just, for instance, very recently, Henry Cejudo. I mean, he didn't say it publicly prior to uh, the fight against Cruz, but he said it after the fact in his, in his interview. It caught many by surprise, including myself. Um, and so just because somebody has retirement on their mind prior to a fight does not, uh, in my personal estimation, mean that they're, um, you know, they got like such a, a lesser chance of losing them than, than say they would otherwise. I mean, Cormier is still a gamer. He's got a championship level mindset. This is a guy that's uh, an Olympic level wrestler. We know that we're going to get the best effort out of Daniel Cormier. Um, and I would expect nothing less as we, you know, would see on the Stipe side. I honestly think that we could maybe even see Stipe retire here too, to be honest with you. Cause I look at, you know, if, if Stipe wins, uh, and, you know, assuming like Cormier retires, because I do think it's kind of contingent on uh, also what Cormier wants to do on the side of Stipe as well. But looking at the division right now, it's like, OK, if Stipe wins, who who's like the fight here in the division? I mean, he gets Francis Ngannou, I think, is a pretty clear next man up. Uh, and he's fought and beat Francis. And I in my personal opinion, that's a very risky fight, because if that fight plays out a few times, I mean, clearly, I mean, Francis has got enough power to knock out anybody. So it's a risky fight for Stipe, and Stipe's cashed plenty of checks in his day. I don't know if he's going to want to stick around, um, you know, in, in the UFC. I, I personally would really like to see John Jones move up and fight Stipe. I think that would actually be uh, a really good uh, lining, to be honest with you, if we if we see Cormier uh, step away from the game after this fight with Stipe, and then we see John Jones move up to heavyweight and get a, uh, you know, a challenge at a different weight class and, um one where the betting odds actually uh, have Stipe as a favorite, which is pretty interesting. You know, I think that could be probably like the most, you know, that that's probably the best matchup for Stipe to get up for, to be honest, because I don't know if he's going to want to fight Francis uh, a second time after he already beat him. Like that's just a really risky fight for him. Cause even though on paper he won that fighting Francis Ngannou is very risky as we've seen time and time again, I just can't see him uh, getting Curtis blades in a fresh matchup even because for, at the end of the day, Francis Ngannou has beat uh, Curtis blades, not once, but twice uh, convincingly. So, that would be an interesting scenario should that happen. But I don't want to get away from the point that um, what I'm trying to say here is, though, even though Cormier has said vocally that he is going to retire after this fight, I don't think that it's out of the question that we see Stipe maybe retire here after this bout, win or lose. Because, again, I if we look, play out all the various scenarios of what, um, you know, he he has in, in terms of, like, next next fighters – I don't know. I mean, even with the John Jones thing, I, I don't know when John Jones is coming back. It seems like there's a lot of ambiguity on his side of things as well. So not exactly sure how that would play out. But basically what I'm trying to say is the retirement thing does not actually uh, play a huge factor into my analysis. I'm waiting this other stuff a lot more. Again, I think the striking defense is much more compelling. Again, the the way these guys adjust 
in approach this fight, I think is a lot more compelling. And uh, ultimately, I'm going to pick uh, Daniel Cormier here, as I do think that the the superior striking defense and the ability to uh, mix in some clinch work, some wrestling, some top control time um, should help him win rounds here. Obviously, Stipe is a very good fighter. He's a boxer, uh, Golden Gloves uh, background. He's good in that regard. But um, I, I just think that he needs to uh, knock Cormier out, which is certainly possible. But uh, I don't necessarily see the uh, you know same opportunities materializing exactly how they did for Stipe in that second fight. I mean, it took a while for him to adjust. And uh, like Cormier said, uh, he he will be ready for it this time. You know, Stipe made his adjustments, and uh, certainly Cormier will make his. As we've seen time and time in rematches, they don't go exactly how it did the first time, right? We've seen that, you know, with just as recently, Volkanovski and Holloway. You know, certainly the case could be made that Holloway won the second time. And there was so much narrative going into that fight about how seriously Holloway was taking the fight because, you know, he was – supposedly training out of his garage and over zoom and et cetera, et cetera. But then arguably go Holloway goes out there and beats Volkanovsky split decision and, and certainly fought Volkanovsky a lot more competitive than he did the first time. So basically what I'm trying to say is I'm here to provide you in an unbiased objective opinion. I also point out examples in the past where there was so much narrative uh, going into say one side of the fight that made it seem like it was so obvious that the other fighter was going to win when the reality, that's not always the case, right? Even Gustafson Jones too, right? You know, Gustafson, the narrative was he gave Jones the, the toughest test in Jones's entire career, no doubt about it. But what happened the second fight? It wasn't nearly as competitive as it was in the first. You know, there's always reason to believe that these fighters, being as smart as they are, being championship level fighters in these two gentlemen, Stipe and Daniel, that they come in with a better game plan, adjust. Uh, they know what they need to do. They're smart. They see what we see on tape and they know what they need to do to adjust and, and win the fight. So I expect the best effort, effort from both men. Um, and I am going to predict Daniel Cormier to win this fight by decision. Um, and uh, potentially uh, be his last fight of his career. Because again, uh, we don't exactly know. Maybe, maybe the moment gets to him and he he wants to give it one more go and, and maybe fight Francis. Who knows? I Again, I think that these fighters are just going to take it fight to fight and see see how it goes. But uh, that'll do it. That'll conclude this breakdown. Uh, just like I said off the top, if you'd like to tail my bets, um, you could do so at ajsactionpacksportsbets.com on the subscription tab. You could also do the same thing on mmaoddsbreaker.com on the premium pick section. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoy this breakdown. Um, this is a little bit different, uh, you know, analysis that I do uh, say in the past because I'm obviously recording this here later on in the week um, versus earlier, um, and also I am recording this here post uh, tape studying uh, fights one and two, so the analysis is fresh in my head, and you're getting, um, you know, a, a clear, um, you know, unswayed take on the main event itself. That is so exciting. Looking forward to it, and uh, let's do this thing. Uh, on Saturday, guys. So uh, hope you all have a nice day and take care.